Welcome back to Textonation. We have another great interview from CES, which is virtual this year. With us is Richard Carrier, the Senior VP and General Manager at Cyberlink. Thank you for joining us, Richard. Hi, it's my pleasure to join. And what you're showing at CES is really interesting. Facial recognition software that is using artificial intelligence. Give us the overview of what's new and what's different here. Okay, absolutely. And facial recognition is not new to the industry, obviously. It's not new to Cyberlink either. Uh, we've been using these technologies in the, what we're best known for, which is uh, video photo editing technologies. So using being able to recognize people's faces in some of our editing tools uh, was important. But the last few years, we transposed uh, the algorithms that we developed with the help of AI and uh, deep learning. Uh, we transported that to more of a B2B solution, focusing more specifically on our uh, engine to recognize faces, an uh, engine called FaceMe. And from there, we developed a series of solutions that are quite relevant across a pretty wide uh, array of uh, B2B solutions, across verticals, across use cases. And you still have the, the terrific uh, Cyberlink software out there for consumers and enthusiasts to use for editing video, sound, and, oh, yeah. and, and photos as well. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, in the last year, I think people uh, with the current situation around the world have been spending a whole lot more time virtually interacting and sharing content uh, on the web from their phones, from their computers. So if anything, we've continued to innovate in that space and uh, uh, we've grown our user base significantly both uh, from our computer software on PC and Mac as well as our smartphone apps. So we're talking about hundreds of millions of users there. But that's... Yeah, that, that's still there. FaceMe is kind of a new growth platform for us. Well, well, tell us about some of the things that you're doing with this, because I understand yeah. this can be a valuable tool during the pandemic. Tell me about it. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's one thing, uh, like bringing this technology of facial recognition as we do as a software development kit, an SDK that runs at the edge, so doesn't require... Uh, connections to the cloud that can be unreliable, non-secure, that are expensive also when you talk about cloud processing. So we're able to bring that technology to a bunch of use cases, whether it's on a PC, on a IoT device, on a camera, uh, during the pandemic uh, into uh, health kiosks, for example. So we created a series of features uh, that enables uh, the recognition of whether or not people are wearing masks on their face. Are they wearing them properly? Are these uh, adequate masks? Uh, we can also combine with thermal cameras and pinpoint people who might have high elevated body temperatures or fever. So in public places or anywhere at work, either through a kiosk where people uh, answer a few questions and have uh, their, their, their face measured, like, you can grant access or not for some facilities, or even in uh, places where you have, you just have cameras uh, looking at a group of people, let's say in the hall of an airport or a train station, you can identify uh, very precisely people who might not comply to, uh, to, to the safety uh, standards there. 
send instant messages to whoever is in charge so they can uh, take care of uh, making sure everything is safe for, for the person and for the others around. So these are some of the implementations very specific to uh, the current pandemic uh, for our solution. And when you talk facial recognition, a lot of people feel and they sometimes worry that, okay, a camera's going to see me and, and know who I am instantly, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, there's some truth there, but that's not what we're doing. Uh, we're focusing on I mean, some of the good, good part of it. So a few things there. Uh, in the, the use case of people in a public uh, place, I would say a train station, uh, you don't need to uh, have any uh, database who identify specific individuals, like recognize them and their information up front. In fact, our technology doesn't even need to capture the actual face. What it does, it identifies vectors on people's face uh, and uh, it highly encrypts them for, for processing. But that's, that's what it does. So use case, let's say in a private company, you want to have cameras at the entrance. So you automate the process of employees and visitors getting in. In that case, of course, uh, people would be part of a database as they are today anyway, where you can make a connection between people being in front of a camera and their identity. But in a whole lot of use cases around the pandemic, uh, you absolutely don't need to, to do that. It's just instant, uh, like, in the moment, it will uh, analyze a person's face without knowing who they are. And at that point, it's just a measure of, of safety. So when you go to the grocery store, somebody is not wearing their mask, uh, you don't need to have customers fighting with each other. It can be taken care of in a much better way. So uh, a store, a supermarket, or any yeah. public venue would be able to monitor a lot of people all, all at once. And yeah, it could do that. That's a use case. Uh, or a hotel, we have customers, uh, now it's just been implemented in a hotel part of the Marriott chain in the Minneapolis, that's the Rand Tower Hotel. Uh, they have in that case kiosks. So anyone who walks in, uh, they have to go to that kiosk to measure the fact, as I said, they wear a mask, they don't have fever. Uh, they're asked uh, by, without any contact, just by shaking their heads or nodding, they're asked a few questions. And they also have with this kiosk, uh, like they, they, they will have, make sure they uh, use a hand sanitizer. And once these things are done, then they're cleared and uh, it, it doesn't need to do what it is. Uh, there's another case, a shopping mall, a pretty big shopping mall. They've implemented these kiosks for all the employees. So whether or not they can map somebody, an employee walking in the mall in the morning to a database with their name or this, like they go to the same kind of uh, kiosk functionality. And if they're okay, there's a wristband that's uh, printed that they wear for the day and, and that's it. So these are some of, uh, of, of the use cases that are very real and happening today and are to the benefit of everyone. How significant is this part of the business becoming for, for CyberLink? I would say in the short term, it's a, it's a key area of interest especially in industries that have to do with hospitality, retail, uh, restaurants, bars, because they have a real problem they're facing. Uh, but beyond that, where we see a lot of interest, I would say is the automation of uh, security and safety across a wide range of, of uh, industry verticals. So it could be people walking in a factory or plant or warehouse in the morning so you can clock in the employees as they walk in. They don't need to have any 
contacts, make sure that for the safety of their coworkers and themselves, they, as I said, they wear the mask, they're healthy, uh, monitor people on the premises and around the premises if there's somebody who uh, should not be there. Uh, so this is, I would say, uh, some of the core of our business, uh, as we say today. Uh, but uh, anything related to the pandemic is pretty big. And from the pandemic, and that's one of the things we are introducing at CES, uh, there's the whole area of performing secure financial uh, transactions from home, like mobile banking, uh, acquiring an insurance policy, a new loan, a lot of it that used to happen in the branch now happens offline. How do you make sure that there's no fraud, there's no identity theft? And we're developing a series of solutions that we call FaceMe for EKYC, which is know your customer, it's part of the FinTech uh, lingo. Uh, and they do just that. So, and this is something that was there, but with the pandemic, it definitely accelerated demand for these kinds of technologies. So describe for me how that might work if I, as a consumer, yeah. you know, wanted to have a transaction with my bank or something along those lines. Typically, I'd be putting in a, a password or mm -hmm. getting a code on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. So the way it would work, uh, let's say the first time you, you sign up with a service like that could be with your phone. So you would scan a, a official government ID. So typically a driver's license or ID, you're going to passport something that can be recognized. At the same time with the technology built on your phone, you would take a live capture of your face, which could not be spoofed. We have technologies that make sure you cannot just flag somebody else's picture or video. And then with that, it establishes the contact. So it says, oh yeah, this is, this is Fred, that's the right person. So now you can access uh, your bank account safely for transactions. Uh, it can happen when you open a new account. Uh, consumers might know that or not, but whenever you open a new bank account, apply for a loan or insurance, uh, financial industries regulation require that the, your identity is verified using a number of IDs, you probably know, and then it cross-references to a bunch of database, make sure that you're not someone who's committed fraud or money laundering or, or whatnot. So all these things can be done uh, remotely, while traditionally they would have required you to come to a branch and provide all the paperwork. So these, these are things that make improve safety for you. Uh, it's not an intrusion of your privacy because you are doing that already and just makes the whole industry safer. Some people might assume that wearing a face mask or a lot of people wearing face masks can could make uh, you know mm -hmm. facial recognition not very relevant today. I, I would say some solutions uh, like my smartphone doesn't like face masks, but our solution uh, we're part of a handful of of those that still offer a very high level of accuracy. Like give you an idea, if you're not wearing a mask, uh, we offer a ninety nine point seven percent level of uh, accuracy. When you wear a mask, it goes down maybe to 95%, which means that uh, it doesn't mean that uh, somebody who's not you can spoof the system. It just means that when you look at the camera, you might need to look at it twice so that it does a recognition because then there's enough data points, even if you cover your, your face with the nose bridge around the eyes, the eyebrows, uh, that allows our technology to be extremely accurate uh, for recognizing people when they wear masks. 
we are all that unique, I suppose. So for more information, where can we go? Uh, Best way is to go to our website, so cyberlink.com slash faceme. Uh, There we have a wealth of information about the technology we offer, about the different specific solutions, some verticals, use cases. Also, there are several pieces of uh, taught leadership. Uh, Our founder is a pretty well-known professor of computer science in Taiwan, Professor Wang. So uh, with him and the rest of the team, uh, we're building quite uh, a wide number of very interesting articles uh, helpful to the industries, and we have recorded webinars. So there's tons of resources. I invite uh, your, your viewers and listeners to come have a look. Terrific. Again, it's cyberlink.com slash face me. Richard Carriere, thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you very much, Fred. Have a good day. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio. And that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, You can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.